You are listening to the Aaron Evans podcast. This podcast is for the skinny dippers, the seekers, the stargazers, those that want to dream big, bet high, fall in love again and again, those that want to break free and know their highest self. Thank you for your attention. You can follow me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Evans or check out my website, AaronEvansYoga.com. Buckle up and thank you for tuning in. There is a cosmic justice system of cause and effect. And the interesting thing about it is that it only truly is comprehensible by you. We could look at someone else's life and say, wow, they're such an awful person. How can they have so many successes? That proves there is no karmic justice system. But the thing about it is we only can see it through our own perspective and we only have the authority on our own lives. Therefore, there needs to be some subconscious rules that we play by to know that we are human and we have a tendency toward jealousy, addiction, greed. And in order to counterbalance those natural urges, we want to establish some rules of engagement so they become automatic, ways that we operate in the world that are automatic. We set our days up in a way that adheres to rules that are going to gain us positive momentum on the side of good karma, we'll call it. So the first thing to consider is how you care for the space that you live in, the space that you work in, and the body that you live in. Marie Kondo has the catchphrase, does it spark joy? When you look around the external world, your home, your office, and you see a bunch of clutter, there comes a moment when one must ask, does this spark joy? It is like having an open tab in your brain, whether you like it or not, and it does pull your attention. In Buddhism, they believe that to clean the space is to prepare it for God. The other thing about a clean and organized home is that you know where your things are and you're less likely to get frazzled, distracted, worried, discombobulated, and you can get to task on the things that really matter. So beyond the physical space, you've got your physical body, your container. How do you treat this physical container? Hygiene physical activity, water, nourishment. What is the best fuel for your operating system, knowing that yours is very individual and you likely know what makes you feel good and what makes you feel heavy? Then we go even deeper than that and start to consider our mental dialogue. Everything is a practice. And if I practice being insecure, I practice being negative, I practice being a gossip, then I will see that everywhere I go. The only remedy for going into the brain and watching the way that you think, the way you judge, the way you act, is through awareness. 
A practice that I have is pen to paper in the morning and I let it spill. I see what's in my head. Where is this personality at? How is she feeling? And I'm not gonna try to change it. I just wanna watch it from a perspective of a higher knowing. It's kind of cute, right? Aaron is stuck in this repetitive pattern of self-doubt. Aaron is stuck in this pattern of jealousy or envy. And I only want to observe it because in the observation, the awareness is that spark of potential change. Another piece of the karmic puzzle, the cause and effect, the cosmic law of how you can operate in the world to try not to create more messes is in this idea of contentment. Now, contentment is not apathy and it is not a disengagement. It's not a toxic positivity. Contentment is to pin down the moment that you're in and revel in it. Perhaps you're in a season of no flowers. Maybe the ground is cold and you feel a sense of nothingness. Perhaps you're in a season of fruitfulness. There's a lot of abundance and that's worth celebration. But the yogi knows, the human knows that all joy ends in sorrow and all sorrow ends in sorrow. So if we are attached to only the highs, the the good stuff, the falling in love, the getting the job, the getting the new gear, what happens in the seasons where we naturally have a lull, less? Another piece of our internal moral compass of alignment is the ability to have self-discipline. And I always ask myself the question, how badly do you want it? Like the pressure, the heat, the time required to turn coal into a diamond, the enthusiastic, fierce discipline of someone turns doubts into engagement and separation into love. So we build momentum by showing up. We teach our scattered, crazy minds to dwell in the present moment. Your rigorous uh, self-discipline might be gardening, painting, writing, yoga, running, but there has to be an outlet where you meet yourself just the way you are, even when you don't want to, when you're acting like a petulant child and you show up anyway. Giving yourself the grace to have off days. Socrates said, know thyself. And what that statement means is both know the human tendency, your human tendency, and then go a little step further than that and understand that you come from stardust, you come from love, you come from potentiality. And it's so easy to see yourself and get stuck in the habits and the ruts of humanity but we wanna see from a higher vantage point. Intimacy is a close, familiar bond or relationship. Intimacy is not a fleeting love affair, nor is it reserved for only those whom with you share a physical relationship. It's about longevity and safety. 
It develops over time and it's this exploration of closeness through highs and lows being human. External relationships are awesome place to start to watch our patterns of pulling, running, chasing. But our longest, most important relationship is with ourselves. So we ought to study it. To look closely at this relationship, we must consider where we let ourselves down, where we put too much pressure on ourselves, and when we don't listen to our intuition. You are the most interesting subject on the planet. So start to watch yourself. Imagine that you're a character in a movie and begin to watch the way that you go through your days. And if you actually believed that you were stardust and you had one magical life to live, how would you want to live it? Oftentimes, when you want to study this idea of self, it's helpful to look at myth or poetry or great music because it's this all-powerful energy. And eventually, when we find a state of flow, we merge the two. We merge our personality with this higher image of how we want to live and Fundamentally, all we really want is to be present. The last element of setting yourself up for the easiest life with the least amount of karmic wreckage, messes to clean up, is a practice of giving yourself over to something bigger. To go myopic and study our bodies, we can use yoga and breath work, running, anything that allows us to really watch. And then we begin to see that we are not our bodies and therein lies the freedom. To become flexible, fluid, and strong kinesthetically prepares the body for the big work of becoming nobody. Because that's what we're after is to literally be nobody. Be extraordinary, but totally ordinary. It takes away the urge to perform, to be seen, to fight for your importance. And it's this merging of, of going beyond ourselves into a three re, 3D reality of consciousness. The place where inspiration is born, where we have access to our truest intentions, letting go of our fears, our expectations, so that we can trust the energy of what is not seen. You have one life to live, and it's easy to make excuses and to focus on what everybody else is up to. But at the end of the day, the karmic score is between you and the person that you're looking at in the mirror. So I don't care what wrongs your neighbors have done. How are you living in alignment with what is best for you? And what is best for you? So again, the five things to consider your, your things you want to make automatic or ingrained in the way that you live is cleanliness, finding contentment, self-discipline, studying yourself, and a devotional practice 
where you lose track of your race, your sex, your job, any successes and any failures. That got heated. I love you a lot and I hope you're doing well. Till next time, keep your eyes open, your chin up, and as Buddy Wakefield says, stick your landings.